Thank you for supporting the media outreach of New Covenant Christian Ministries. Through the powerful preaching and teaching of Pastor Bill and Dr. Deanne Johnson, family relations are being restored. The wayward are returning to God. And together, we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ. Join us now for a message that will strengthen you in your faith and encourage you to be all that God has designed you to be. about being this R12, being this Romans 12 Christian, this believer who governs our lives in accordance with Romans 12. And so on this morning, I want us to continue in that. Um, We started out saying that true spirituality really begins when we're willing to do what? The big S. What's the the first S? Surrender. We've got to surrender our lives. We've got to surrender our lives. We say Romans 12 and 1 says, therefore, we're not to be what? That's two, right? 12 and 1 says, I beseech you, brethren, right? By the what? Mercies of God. A living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is what? Your reasonable service. Let's do that one more time together. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And so we said in our first place where we have to define what true spirituality is, is we have to come to a place where we surrender. We surrender everything. We surrender our bodies. We surrender our mind. Everything, we give it to God, and we say, Lord, I'm surrendering that to you. That's the first place and the first stage where true spirituality really occurs. But then we said that second phase or the second place is after we surrender, now we've got to take this action and we have to do what? Separate. we got to separate. Somebody say separate. separate. Last week our message was uh, on separation. So today I'm going to continue with separation. It was separation, the key to getting God's best. So we're going to say last week was part one, and we're going to say this week is going to be part part two. Now, separation is the key to getting God's best. And that took us to Romans 12 and two. So what does 12 and two say? So now that we've surrendered, he says what? And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So we said not only do we have to surrender, but we have to now separate. So today we're going to deal with separation. I want to talk to you about how it really is the key and the only way that you and I can get God's best. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to write either on your paper or in your uh, pad, however you're taking notes today. I want you to take a few minutes And here's the beautiful thing about this. This is not a touch your neighbor. This is a you thing. You ain't got to talk to your neighbor. I want you to take a few minutes and I want you to write down what it is that you want from God. You might be praying and asking God for healing. You might be asking God for a job. You might be asking God for peace. You might be asking God for an open door in a situation. Maybe you're getting ready to move in something and you need his, you need clarity. You might need clarity from God. I want you to just think about what is it that you want 
from? God. What is it that you want from God? What do you want? What do you want? What do you want? If he was here standing right now, and he said, you have an opportunity to ask me for what it is you want, what would you ask him? What would you say to him? What is it that you want? I appeal to you, and I tell you to think on it, because the reality is some of what we're getting or not getting is because we don't know what we want. We're not specific in it. We get up every day, and we keep running our routine. We, the clock rings. Ding, we get up. We run out. We do go to work. We say we're tired. We come home. We take care of the kids, do what needs to be done with them, or take care of our spouses. We go back to bed at night. We wake up in the morning, and we do the same thing over and over every day. And we complain and say this is not what we bargained for. But the reality is we don't know what we want. And so because we don't know what we want, we do what we do every day. So everybody got something? You don't have to have your Christmas list today. <laughs> you can finish the rest of it when you get home. But does everybody have something, one thing, one thing, one thing? Can I tell you something? And it's something that God gave me this morning. Usually I get stuff and I get a chance to mull over and get deep. But to, he gave this to me this morning, and I almost literally crashed because he gave it to me as I was coming through the roundabout. And as I'm coming through the roundabout, he says, there's no difference in what you want and in what I will give to you. There's no difference in your desire and in the promise. He said the difference is in the system or way that you use to get it. I almost ran over in that flower bed. <laughs> I said, whoa, God, that's deep. He said, there's no difference. He said, the desire you have, I gave it to you. He said, the desire you have to want nice things, I gave that to you. You had that from me. That comes from me. You didn't get it from anybody else. You got it from me. The desire, listen, we say in the Bible that the way of Babylon is the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the lust of the, the pride of life. So we say it's what you see, the lust of your eyes, the lust of your flesh, and the pride of life. And some people take it and they say the lust of the eyes is what you want to what? what you want to have, what you want to possess, what you want, what you want. The lust of the flesh, well, the lust of the eyes is what, what, what pleases you. The lust of the flesh is what you want to have. So the lust of the eyes is what pleases you. It's nothing wrong with you and I desiring sex. There's nothing wrong with that. He created you that you would desire sex. It's the way that we were designed. But the world system, Babylon, says that you get it any way you can and any time you want it and with whoever you want it with. But God's system, the kingdom, the way of the Lord says that you get sex within the confines of marriage. So then... I'm riding down 278 this morning, and I'm warring with God. I said, God, you know you can't drop something like this on me like this. You, God, you had all week long. I had all this time. Why you didn't, God, why you didn't tell me this? Because now I got questions.
questions for you. I got questions for you. So Michael, I start asking him questions. I said, well, listen, the world is saying that they can sleep with anybody, do anything. So God, what are you talking about? What, 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 what? He says, that's their problem. They want to do it that way. I said, but wait a minute, God. They're saying they can have any woman, any man that they want. Come on, God, the light's getting ready to change, God. You got to give it to me. You got to give it to me. And he says, hey, he says, if you think I gave Adam Eve, not Yvette, Takesha, Mary, Susie, I said, okay, okay, okay. Oh, now we're passing by Bojangles. We're passing by Bojangles. God, I got another question for you. Abraham had a whole lot of wives. What are you talking about? He had a whole lot of wives. He said, no, 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 no. That was a part of his culture. He said that was Mesopotamian culture. I said, oh, oh, okay, God. Okay, God. Okay, God. Then go to Popo. At least I'll slow down a little bit so we can get... We could get some more in God. Okay, okay, but that, he said yes. He said, listen, when I sent Isaac and I sent Abraham's servant, Eliezer, to go get Isaac a wife, I sent him back to Mesopotamia, but I said, go get him a wife, not wives. He only came back with Rebecca. I said, oh, okay, God. You're right, you're right, you're right. I said, but okay, God, God, oh, God, we rolling up, oh, listen, we coming by Waffle House, God. We almost there, we almost there. God, God, God. But then Solomon messed around and had all those wives, and, and you blessed Solomon. He said, no, no, no. He said, I didn't bless Solomon in accordance to what he did or didn't do. That's the issue that you all have with me. You want me to operate and give to you out of how good you are or not. And I don't operate out of that. I operate out of grace and out of my system. So if you stop trying to do and, to, and just be, then I will move in your life. Because Solomon was operating outside of the culture of the kingdom. I said, oh, God. This is heavy stuff. He says, everything that you desire and want came from me. My issue is not that I don't want you to live well and have it all. My issue is how you go and get it. Woo! I said, God, we got to turn in now. I turned in real slow this morning. I know Mark and Marcus was standing at the door looking like, man, she ain't on two wheels. No. I need a little more time. But it amazed me that he would say to us, I want you to have the nice house, the nice car, the money, the bling. I want you to turn down for what? I want you to have a good time. But I want you to come to me and through me to get it. So here's something we're going to learn on today. This is good stuff, I pray. We're going to learn that Daniel had two characteristics that got him what he wanted. It got him God's very best. The first characteristic he had was he had a conviction. Somebody say a conviction. He was convicted. He was convinced. He had no doubt in his mind, Robin, that what God was going to do, he would do it. 
Since he was convinced he could deny the king's food and the system of the world and receive only what he knew God would give to him because he was convinced that God would do what he said he would do. Huh, here we go, here we go. You and I have to become convinced. Whatever it is you wrote down on your paper, you have to become convinced. Oh, God, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something, but I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to hurt your feelings because I don't, I don't, I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to mess you up. So this is all I'm going to say to you. I stopped doing the things I was doing when I came to the realization that what I was going after, God wanted me to have it. Oh, Robin. Oh, my God. I want to give y'all a big girl, big boy, Miss Joe, but I don't know if I'm going to hurt you or not. I stopped living. Can we do it with songs? Sleeping in the next room. Making plans to be with him soon. Come on, who know it? Talking, talking on the telephone. Y'all remember that? Okay. Some of them don't remember that. I'm going to have to give you another song. Man, Mrs. Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Jones. We got a thing going on. The reason why I stopped meeting at the same place at the same time was because I realized that what I was going after, God already wanted me to have that. The issue was, is I was using another system to get it. And he said, you don't have to get happiness and you don't have to get love. And you, cause you're looking for love in all the wrong places. Everything I want from you for you is already here. If you come home, come on. Oh, oh, y'all don't want me that, honey. They don't want me to tell the truth today. Oh. So he said, everything you desire, I didn't just give that to you, but I'm telling you, you got to have the conviction. You got to be convinced that I have it for you and I'm not trying to hold anything back. You got to believe. Come on, put it on the board for me. Psalm 84 and 11. Come on, you got to believe Psalm 84 and 11. You got to believe this in your heart. If you get this conviction, if you get this down in your heart, if you can believe this, then let me tell you something. You won't move off of it. Look at what it says. The Lord God, come on, read it with me, is a sun and a shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. I had to get that scripture. That became something that I start living by, Alyssa. I mean, I start putting it before me. It became my mantra, Terrence. I start saying it everywhere I went. And anytime something that came by me that looked good, I would say that's not good because if that was good for me, I would have it because God says that there is no good thing that he will withhold from the upright. I start getting Psalm 34. Come on, can I just give y'all something? 
Can I just give you something? Because when we talked last week and we said, you got to get the word. I said, you got to have the word in you. Because if you can have the word in you, then when the enemy comes up on you or when temptation arises, you won't flip over to Babylon, but you'll stay in the kingdom because you have conviction that what God says is true. Come on, look at, look at Psalm 37. I said 34. Look at Psalm 37. I think it's 37 and 10. 37 and 10 is what I believe it is. 37 and 10. Does it say the young lions do lack? And suffer hunger. Is that 37 and 10? Uh-huh. Is that? No, no, no. Okay. Is it 34 and 10? It says, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Who is it? Where is it? Is it 37 or 34 and 10? 34. Hey, come on. Come on. Come on. Hey, come on. I know the word. Somebody say, you know the word. You get the word, you can find out where it's at. 34 and 10. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. When you become convinced that what God said is true, then you can abandon the world and you can walk solely in the kingdom. But what you have to do is you got to get the word in you. You got to get the word. You got to get the promises of God because God wouldn't have put that in you. If he, see, that's why he says in Solomon, he says, don't awaken. The reason why he don't want you to awaken your body to sex at a young age is because when you wake it up, it's hard to put it back to sleep. So he says, don't wait. It would be kind of like messing with a bear in the forest. And you know, the bear in the forest is sleep. And you keep running around, messing and playing and throwing something at the bear. He don't wake that bear up because if you wake him up, he coming to get you. And he says, that's the only reason why I don't want you to have sex outside of marriage is because once you wake the bear up, you cannot put the bear back to sleep. And he says, I'm teaching you that because I wired you. I made you. I designed your body. I know how it works. And I know that once that group wakes up, it's hard to make it go back to sleep. No pun intended with the, <laughs> the hands. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant, you know. <laughs> I saw y'all laughing. I'm like, why are they laughing? And the Lord says, <laughs> yeah. He says, but you have to have a conviction. Somebody said conviction. Those convictions are caught more than they are taught. They're caught in the word and they're caught by your surroundings, who you're surrounded with. Look at Proverbs 13 and 20. Look at Proverbs 13 and 20. It's going to give you some things I know it's going to help you this morning. Look at Proverbs 13 and 20. Proverbs 13 and 20 says very simply this. He who walks with wise men will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. He says the way that you keep your convictions intact is by ensuring yourself, first of all, that you know the word, you get the word in you, but also that you're surrounded around people who are acting and walking wisely. Because if they're not, you'll start doing what fools do. And when you do what fools do, he said, fools are destroyed. Oh, my God. 
Some of us got to stop hanging with some of the people we hanging with. Talking to some of the people we talking to. Listening to some of the music we listening to. I, I love music, as you can tell. I love music. But, but listen, listen to what happened to me, Rita. I had to stop listening to certain things until I can get out of a situation. When I got out of that and I start putting back in godliness and what God was saying and hanging with those people, then now those things no longer bothered me because I was changing the channel of my mind. Does that make sense? So there are things that you'll have to do. You got to change the channel and you got to change your companion so that your convictions can rest. That's a Holy Ghost nugget right there. So here he had to change his convictions. I gave you something on this morning. Did everybody get one? You got a handout this morning. You got a, you got a little card. You got a little card. Then you get a little card. You got a little card. Everybody got a little card. If they didn't give a card, give everybody a card. Give everybody a card. Because last week I told you one of the things you have to do is you're going to have to start meditating on the word of God, right? Here's where we got to start doing it for real. If you don't start doing it for real, then you can keep coming here every Sunday and I can keep talking about the same stuff and you're not going to get any change. But if you do it every, if you do what I'm telling you to do, I promise you, you're going to get some change. That's why you can have, I can have the testimonies of a Miss Joanne Hudson to say, Pastor, I have learned so much and gotten so much in these last years, more than I got the whole time. Why? Because what she did was she took what was being taught and she started doing it. She started putting it into practice. And as she started putting it into practice, she started seeing the results. All right. Here's something. It's called too proapt. Somebody say too proapt. Now, I'm going to give you something that we're going to do this week. We're going to go on a media fast. Woo. We're going to go on a media fast. Who with me? Okay. <laughs> we go, I'm going to give you three days. It ain't going to be so bad. I ain't going to try to put you on a 40-day. Three days. Three days? Who with me now? Three days? Three days? Okay, three days. Three days. All right. They, they look like Scooby look on me right there, Mr. Bill. They got the Scooby on me. Huh? What you mean? What you mean? See, we could shout all we want. We could run around this building. Our weave could fall out if you got some. Your makeup could come off. You could sweat out your clothes and go home when you can't get your jacket on because you're so sweaty. But if you don't do and begin to practice and disciple yourself, next Sunday you will come here and do the same thing. And Monday through Saturday will have no success in your homes. And you'll wonder why. Now listen to this. Some stuff you're going through is because the enemy just coming after you because he's trying to weary you. What you're going through right now is not because you don't love the Lord. It's not because you ain't studying his word. It's not because you're not praying. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the enemy trying to wear you down. And he wants to wear you down because he wants you to throw your hands up. So everything that you're going through don't have nothing to do with you not or does that make sense? Because if I don't tell you that, you get religious on me. And you can't, I don't want you to get religious. Because we got to stay in relationship and find out what true spirituality is. So here, this is what we're going to do. 
We're going to take every day, and we're going to carve out, if you watch TV, and you know you watch whatever your movie is, a show that comes on on Mondays or whatever, now instead of those two hours, because I know you spend two, you say it's only 30 minutes, but you watch four things. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want you to now take this, and I want you to start doing this. Here's the first thing. You're going to pray. Somebody says pray. pray. You're going to ask God to speak to you. Every time that you and I open up the word, God is speaking, and he's talking to you. That's why when people start telling me, you know, because God said, God said, I say I'm away in prayer because I talk to him every day. He know I'm at 220. So what you're telling me does not match up with the mail I got at 220. If you pray, God will begin to speak. So what's the first thing we're going to do? We're going to pray. The next thing is we're going to preview. Say it with me. We're going to preview. We're going to preview through the passage quickly for an overview. Now, what passage do you think I'm going to have you preview? Oh, y'all so smart. Y'all going to do Romans 12. You're just going to preview it. You're just going to look through it real quickly. You're going to preview it. You're going to preview it. After you've previewed it, the next thing you're going to do is what? Read. You're going to go back and you're going to read the passage a second time slowly and contemplatively. So in other words, this time you're not going to rush through it. So open your Bibles to Romans 12. Just open them up. Just open your Bibles up. Open your Bibles up. And then what I'm going to do, um, Justin, is when we, what we do, we're going to go, we're going to just kind of go scroll through it, okay? So you can just keep, you know, hitting through it, okay? For our first time. Our first time we're just going to scroll through it. So we're just scrolling through it. We see mercies. We see sacrifice. We're scrolling through it. Keep going. Go to 2. Go to, go to verse 2. As many, as, and even if you get ahead of me, don't worry about it. You just keep going, okay? Uh, conform, so you keep going. Uh-huh, grace, yes, okay, function members, all right, Christ, okay, okay, da-da-da-da, gifts, okay, gifts are in there. Oh, I see prophecy, I see faith, okay, keep going, even if you get ahead of me, ministry, okay, I see teaching, oh, exhortation, all right, diligence, okay, cheerfulness, oh, okay, evil, oh, hypocrisy, mm. okay, honor, honor, keep going, we got 21 verses to go, not lagging in diligence, burdened <laughs> spirit, rejoicing, okay, patient, oh, hospitality, uh, needs, oh, my goodness, persecute, oh, don't curse, oh, curse, not cuss, okay, curse, okay, oh, uh-huh, we, we with those, okay, same mind, oh, okay, oh, don't be wise, oh, no evil for evil, oh, gosh, oh, okay, muscle, oh, peaceably, okay, oh, okay, don't avenge, oh, vengeance is mine, I remember reading that, oh, I get the heat colds, okay, don't be overcome by, okay, oh, that's your first go round. The next time you go through there, you're going to take your time, and you're going to read it slowly, you're going to look at every word. Just go back to, we're going to just do one verse. Do, do one verse. Go back to one. Um, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, okay, by the mercies of God. Okay, so that's the only way I'm going to be able to do this is by the mercies of God. I can't do it by myself, okay, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, all right, holy. Ooh, okay, when I present it, I got to be acceptable to God. Ooh, I wonder what that means. Because does it mean if I wear jeans, I'm not acceptable to him? If I got on makeup, what's it? Oh, oh, but it's my reasonable service. So you see the next time that you're reading it, you see you're reading it what? Slowly. You're asking questions. 
You're looking at it, right? You're asking God because you already asked him to speak to you, right? Then the next thing you're going to do is what? Observe. Now you're going to go back and you're going to underline key words. You're going to circle words and phrases that what? Are repeated. And you're going to highlight the most meaningful verse to you. Now you see why you got to turn the TV off, right? Because you got the TV on, you cannot do this and watch TV. It just doesn't work. You know how you tell your kids that they can't do homework and watch TV? Same way, we cannot study and meditate on the Word of God and watch TV. We can't do it. It's impossible. All right, then the next thing we're going to do is now we're going to start what? Applying. We're going to choose one specific way to put into practice the truth you discovered. One specific way. So here's one way. Tell me one way that you see in here. Somebody pop up like popcorn. Tell me one way you see in this verse that you can apply. One way. Present your bodies a living sacrifice. So that's one way. So then today, it's like, okay, I got to present my body as a living sacrifice. First of all, I got to ask them how that looks, what that looks like, right? But I got to present it. So one way is denial. If you think about sacrifice, it's denial, right? So something comes up, you want to do X, Y, Z, but now you're denying yourself and saying, I'm not doing that because today I'm presenting my body to God. Does that make sense? All right. Then our last one is, our next one is what? Pray. Ask God for the power and the wisdom to follow through with your application. The power and the wisdom to follow through. Because we can find a whole lot of things that we see are great, but if he does not empower us to do it and show us how, then we will find ourselves back in religion and not in relationship. Here's the last one. I love the last one. We like to talk about everything else. Here's the last one. The last one, we're going to do what? Tell somebody. So we're going to share with at least one person what new insight, truth, or application you have made in response to God's word to you. This is going to be a good week. Somebody say this is going to be a great week. It's going to be a great week. It's going to be a great week. It's going to be a great week. Now, can I tell you something? The first day, you're going to get sleepy. You're going to swear. You got to go to sleep, Josiah. Everything going to come. You're going to be so sleepy. You're going to be like, oh, Lord, I'm so sleepy. You're going to have to hang with it and press yourself. Let me tell you something else going to happen. Everybody going to call at that moment. Nobody else called you when you was on your, watching your show because they watching the show too. But now everybody going to be calling you this week and want to talk to you. But you're going to have to push yourself because when you get the word in you, you can get a conviction that says, I will separate myself from the demands of the world because God's word says X, Y, Z. Have you ever noticed that when you're talking about God's word and everything, you ever notice you get, you, it's, it's so, it seems so boring. It seems so boring. It's, so, it's like, oh, my gosh, it just seems. Anybody ever notice that? Come on, tell the truth. It seems so boring. Be like, Lord, pastor's so boring today. It's because we get anxious about wanting the outcome, but we don't want to go through 
the process. But we're going to go through the process. Amen? We're going through the process? All right. So the first thing that we got to have is what? A conviction. We got to have a conviction. And you only get a conviction by knowing what the word says. If you don't know what he says, you're not convinced. Here's the next thing you're going to have to have is courage. Courage. Because now once you're convinced, you got to have the courage to carry through what God gave to you. This courage might require that you come against a policy at work. But you got to believe that if God gave it to you, you are convinced with what he says. You have to have the courage to carry it through. You have to have the courage to say no to the Hagar's of life because you don't want Ishmael, but you want Isaac. Look at, look at, look at Abraham. Look at Abraham. Look at, go to Romans 4. Go to Romans 4. Let me show you something, Abraham. Go to Romans 4. Look at verse 20 and 21. This, this stuff right here, my God, ought to excite you. This stuff right here, woo, Tasha, it ought to get you on fire. Look at Romans 4. Look at verse 20 and 21. This, this is the kind of stuff, Lydia, that, that helps me. This is the kind of stuff that helps me because I, I get excited because I'm like, if Abraham did that, my God, I can do it. He said, this is talking about Abraham. Abraham, first of all, what did God promise Abraham? A son, right? And he said the son would come out of his own loins, right? Out of himself, right? So here, Abraham's watching. It doesn't look like it's going to come to pass. And he getting older and older and older. But verse 20 says, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, verse 21, and being fully convinced that what he, God, had promised, he, God, was also able to perform. So while you're going through, you're going to have to have the courage that says, I know what it looks like, and what I ask God for does not seem to be coming to pass, but I am fully convinced I'm not wavered by my lack of belief. I'm not moved by my lack of unbelief, my, my lack of belief. I'm not moved by my unbelief. I'm not moved by my lack of belief or my unbelief. That does not move me. Can I tell you? Unbelief will rise up. And it could be something simple, okay? You going to apply for something. Going to use this. And when you get ready to go into the place, all of a sudden your mind starts saying, oh, well, you know, they said I had to have X, Y, Z, and oh, I don't have that, and oh, my goodness, I probably should just wait, and I probably should just leave and come back. No, no, no. You got to still go in there. Somebody got something going on right now with Social Security Administration. I don't know who you are, but I'm going to tell you, Go. Do not be moved by what you think they're going to say. Go. Because God says if you don't waver at the promise, what was the promise? He will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. This is for that person with Social Security. You're in here. So you can't be moved by how the need is going to be met. You cannot waver. You got to keep pressing through regardless of what you see or what they say and you gotta go get it somebody say go get it 
You got to be fully convinced that what God has promised, he is able to perform it. Do you see it? Who's that so security for? Somebody just say me. You don't want to tell nobody it's for you? Well, say me then. We can't hear you. Say me. Me. Go get Somebody tell her, go get it. See, God care about you so much that he stopped service and talk about social security. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Doesn't matter what they said. God said it's yours. I don't lie, and I ain't into making you feel good. Whatever God says, that's what we believe. What he says is what we speak, amen? And God said it was somebody in his social security, so he ain't lying. Because the Bible says God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should what? Repent. If he says it, it is what? So, so go get it. Glory to God. Okay. All right. So you got to have the courage and you got to refuse to conform even when you're afraid or even when you don't understand. You got to have the courage and you got to walk in what God promised. You got to get around some people. Let me tell you, going back to the people, 27, Proverbs 27, 17 says that iron sharpens iron. So you got to get around people who believe. Get around people who believe what God says. Get around people who are not afraid of the system, but they believe in God's kingdom. We hope you've enjoyed this message. For more information on other products and materials, please contact us at 770-484-9300, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Or visit our website at www.newcov.org. If you're in the Atlanta area, we invite you to join us for one of our dynamic services. Once again, thank you for receiving the living word of God from New Covenant Christian Ministries, where we are transforming all people into fully devoted followers of Jesus Christ.